0: If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly.
1: Do you live stream these when you do them on YouTube?
0: Hey, shut it. We're going live. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me as always, the Green Goblin, the voice of God himself, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. How was your weekend?
1: Hey, thanks, Patty. It was a fantastic weekend. Uh, other than my team's losing, uh, my bank account grew a little bit. Had a great weekend overall, betting wise, and uh, hate to uh, spoil. Uh, your results later, but I'm pretty positive I won the Dumbest Dummy competition for the month of December. Yeah,
0: you did. And you definitely spoiled what was coming later on, so appreciate that. Uh, but... I knew
1: I did. I knew I did, but I couldn't wait. That's That was part of my weekend.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, do we know where you stand as far as owing people dinner and stuff? Because after this loss, or after this win for you, it might be dang near even
1: might be a wash i know i owe you one for sure and i know i owe connor one so who came did you come in last or did connor come in last
0: i came in last
1: so i think it may be a wash between me and you
0: and you just owe connor dinner
1: i think i owe connor dinner which the man's leaving so maybe i'll like venmo him or something (laughs) so is is his last pod this friday correct that's sad yeah i'll probably just venmo him because i'm assuming i will not be able to take him out to dinner uh but yeah
0: okay we'll have to see um so since connor is out and yes this will unfortunately become the new norm for a while until we uh figure out his replacement. Uh, we are going to talk about a topic. And since it is the new year and a lot of people are getting into gambling, a lot of new states have recently become you know eligible to gamble on sports, we are going to talk some tips, trips, trips, tips, tricks and warning signs and stuff along those lines on and just in general just tell people how they can get started in the world of sports betting
1: yeah pat i just want to add um this this came about this was my idea for a topic i know we did this last month Mm -hmm. um so we've talked about it a lot but one i just think it's a good reminder even for established gamblers to hear these things to maybe be a reminder of discipline or just remember kind of these basic rules to make sure that we can continue gambling and for those of us that uh do well enough let's let's actually withdraw some of our money out of this and also uh one of my co-workers his name's Doug uh shout out Doug he uh he just started on FanDuel so um wanna, just kind of gave me a reminder like hey a lot of people start at the beginning of the new year uh like you mentioned, some states are now legal, so let's uh let's run through them again. I don't think this can ever be uh a topic too frequent. obviously, let's not do them multiple times a month, but I love revisiting these, and it's honestly good for me to hear because you know I lack discipline sometimes in the world <laughs> of gambling
0: well, that and sometimes our advice or experiences change some of these things right uh,
1: absolutely, absolutely
0: so um. I think first off we need to touch on is like if you are getting started and you're just going fresh into a new sports book, find a good promo or deal to grow the initial bankroll. Um, a lot of these sites offer a really good first-time bet where like, okay, if you bet $5, you get $200 in site credit no matter the result or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, And then also, you know, maybe you have a friend or family member that's into gambling. And a lot of times these sports books will give both parties $50 in site credit if the new better uses their promo code and like deposits like $10 or something like that. So um, not only can you grow yours, but you can grow a friend or family members, especially if they were the ones that got you into gambling in the first place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wish I would have got uh, a referral for uh, for Doug. I didn't even know he was getting into it. I should have, I should have asked him. But uh, obviously, don't force someone into a site if they don't want to do it. Right. But, uh, referral bonuses are huge. If you know someone wants to start, or if someone asks you, like, "Hey, which sports book should I use?" Um, obviously, advertise the sports book that you have. It's a benefit to both parties. Um, get get some money for both of you now. Obviously, bonuses and uh, all that stuff needs to be taken with a grain of salt. I'm sure we will get there at some point, Patty. I mean, I, not. I mean, we can. I. I mean, I guess my biggest thing. I guess on FanDuel, they make it pretty clear. Uh, not all of your money in your account is withdrawable. A lot of bonus money you have to wager before you can withdraw it. So, like for example, in, me and Patty, we did a we did an NHL. Uh, promotion on FanDuel this past weekend with the NHL Outdoor Classic, Um, and we basically got $25 of bonus money, uh, which we can't just withdraw that $25. We have to bet those $25 before we can withdraw anything. So just kind of things like that you need to be careful about, but FanDuel is really good about it because uh, every time you hit your bet slip, it'll say like, do you want to use your $25 of bonus funds? So uh, FanDuel, you'll, you'll notice it. Um, but a lot of bookies harder to notice and just kind of keep that in mind. Whenever you do a promotion, any money you get back on that promotion is most likely going to be bonus funds.
0: Right. And, and another thing, and another reason I like FanDuel is because when you do get those massive bonus b- funds or free bets, you can do those in increments. You don't have to bet them all. A lot of these sports books, you get those bonuses and those free bets and you get one shot at a single bet to, uh, use that free bet money so um, you may also you know, tread carefully with that and that kind of I guess leads into another point make sure that you always read the terms and conditions of any kind of promo or bet that you are taking
1: the terms and conditions are huge yes shout out Sandy for that terms, uh, terms and conditions are huge it's, it's read been, the fine print read it all it's never too much to read it's always worth it. And if you don't understand something, just ask someone uh, that you know gambles. If you don't know, then don't bet. That's what that's kind of like when in doubt, don't bet it. If yep. there's something in the terms and conditions that you don't understand, like, oh, I wonder, like, or if you have any questions or anything and you have no one to answer it, just don't do the promotion.
0: Correct. And I, I don't know how many times I was just like scrolling through and I skipped over the important part of the terms and conditions, and then I end up getting on the horn for a bet bigger than what I typically place, because I didn't read all the terms and conditions.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So, very, very important. And like this said, if you're in doubt about something, you're not sure about something, just be safe and just don't bet it, period. Um... And then I like this one, and this one is one I kind of learned on the back half of my uh, gambling experience. But start with mostly straight bets. Um, and by straight bets, we mean just bet on a single side of a game, whether it be money line, spread, or whatever. Um, you know, everyone likes the parlays. I mean, my name's literally Patty Parlays. I love parlays more than anyone else. But that is literally pretty much all I bet on to start off. And it was very hard to get out of the, you know, kind of the hole, if you will, Um it, start with the straight bets, and then if you start hitting multiple straight bets a night, then you can look at parlaying some of them and getting additional funds. But I, I would say start off, know your bet, ba- know your bankroll, know your limits, and then uh, start with those uh, straight bets.
1: Yeah, I would agree as well, um, and and part of the part of starting with straight bets is uh, figuring out what your unit size is, which I'm sure is a point we're going to make as well later on the line. But yeah, straight bets are, if, you, if you're if you unaware, or if that's confusing, single outcome bets. When you bet on multiple outcomes, your value skyrockets, but your risk skyrockets as well. Mm-hmm. So when you start out, focus on those single outcome or straight bets, 100% would agree.
0: Yep. And then we can kind of go into the whole uh, know your limits and your unit size and this, side or the other, however you will, this. Um, so... Um, if you don't know and set limits ahead of time, you can easily get out of control. Um, I usually don't bet more than 5% of my bankroll in, in any given bet. Um, and I typically limit myself to $300 in my bankroll at any given time. So if it gets over 300 bucks, I take that money out and keep and. That's considered profit at that point. I realize that profit, and then I keep operating as if it was just normal with 300 bucks in my account.
1: Yep, well, 100% agree with everything you said. I mean, the, the thing about gambling is if you don't withdraw your money, you will lose eventually. Mm-hmm. That's how they get you, right? If you keep your money in FanDuel, in DraftKings, in whatever bookie you use, at some point, Just statistically proven by time, your account will be less than it is now and you will not be able to make a profit. So, whenever, just set that limit. For Patty, it's 300 because he does insane parlays and whenever he hits, he cashes big. For me, it's 100. I'm always around that like 90 to 100 level. Let's say I hit a bet tonight and it goes to 103.14. There is no shame in me withdrawing $3.14. Because if I don't keep, the, if I don't withdraw that, I'm going to lose the $3.14 over time. And, you know, everyone's going to argue. Then you don't, then you have less bankroll to bet with. But going back to the unit size, I should never, those $3.14 should never matter because I'm sticking to my unit size, which Pat said is about 5% of your bankroll. For me, a unit is $5 because um, I do mostly straight bets or teasers. So, yes, everything you said was spot on. Uh, do not have shame in withdrawing. No. little amounts of money. Every time you withdraw little amounts of money, you should be laughing at the bookie that you're withdrawing from because they know oh shit, this guy's smart. He's actually pulling out money that we're eventually gonna take from him. So every time I withdraw like three bucks, I'm just I it's kinda like a laughing and like I just beat the sports book.
0: Absolutely. And another thing too is like um when this money or funds are in your uh your sports book, it's its almost like poker chips, right? Poker chips are great. They're awesome to have. You want a lot of them. But until you go and cash those out, they don't mean jack squat.
1: Absolutely. Great point.
0: So, and then also make sure you know, like maybe set a limit on the number of, amount of funds that you're willing to put into the sports book if things go terribly wrong. For me, like I said, my goal this year is to put $0 into sports books. I, I want to live off the funds that I've made and created up to this point. And I, you know, worst case scenario, everything goes terribly wrong and I lose all my bets. I lose all my money in those sports books. Then that's probably it for me for the year. But, you know, it very easily, like if you start off and you put in $50 into the sports book, you hit a cold streak, you end up losing all that money. If you keep just putting like, even if it's just like 50 $10, whatever, over and over again and you don't set those limits – then all of a sudden before you know it, you've spent so much money on there and you're missing out on things that you should be spending that money on.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's a great point, but what I want to dive into more is setting goals. I mean, whether like professionally or wherever the case may be, like honestly, people are more successful when they have goals. And I think in gambling, that's so true because it's a system that is meant for you to lose. Mm -hmm. Like Like we've all heard it, the house always wins. If you have these goals, if you are disciplined and stick to those goals and stick to achieving those goals, there's a more likelihood that you make money and honestly, more likelihood you have more fun. I love the $0 into sportsbooks goal, Patty. I, I, I did not put any money into sports books this past year, which I'm very proud about. I'm going to try to keep that rolling. Uh, but yeah, just have goals for yourself. And I think depositing is a huge one.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And then also a warning sign, and I see this all the time, but if you are taking funds out of your normal budget or out of your normal life, like say you take your rent money and put it into the sports books or you have like some debt that you're trying to pay off and you take your last remaining funds to try to pay off that debt, you need to stop. You should not be putting money that is not excess money or excess funds that you have into gambling. Because like this says, the house you don't normally wins. This is usually a losing hobby. I mean, professionals in this industry hit like 60% of their bets. So that's not very much. And if you hit 50% or less, a lot of times you're losing money. So make sure you're okay with losing the money that you do put into this, uh, into sports gambling.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have a budget for it. I mean, be smart about it. If you really, I don't want to encourage people to spend more money gambling. But if you think about all of your hobbies and activities, you know, whether it's like going out to a restaurant or or hitting up the bars with your friends or, or you know, like playing golf or something. if you think about uh, how much you spend a year on those activities and then realize like, hey, I'm going to put $50 into the sports books this year. Let's keep it at 50. You think about all the like. Joy you get, or like how much more fun watching sports is from gambling. Even if you don't make a profit, if you keep your budget at those $50, you think about all the fun that you had betting and all the fun you had listening to the Sports Betties by Dummies podcast, and you think about all the fun you had uh, winning this sick parlay or whatever. It is it's microscopic in comparison to the other activities you do for leisure. So I just kind of like saying that because, you know, I didn't spend a dollar gambling last year. Uh, because I had already built you know, a bankroll and I, I had been withdrawing. So I didn't spend a dollar, and honestly, sports gambling is one of my favorite things to do. So I think it's important for new people to kind of hear uh, that you can have fun gambling and you don't have to spend money if you're smart. Right, exactly.
0: And then kind of the final note or thing I have on here, Diz, and we talk about this all the time, take advantage of boosts and promotions, but do so cautiously. Right, it kind of goes back to reading the terms and conditions, but uh, there's there's so many times when people will complain about a boost because it lost. Well, you know the boosts aren't always the best bets. The the boosts are the kind of the dumbest dummy picks, if you will. You know the picks that have great value and they could definitely see them hitting, but they don't always hit. Um, and so. Nothing's a guarantee. Just because something is boosted on a sports book, that does not mean it is a guarantee. That doesn't mean you need to go and put fifty dollars, which is the max bet on a promotion, just because. Hey, it's it's a promotion. Uh, So you know, uh, I I just want to make sure that you know people know that.
1: Absolutely, I I'm I'm more cautious than uh, advantageous when it comes to boosts. But I will say I use boost more than most because of the Martingale theory, right. which, once again, that's a topic for another pod. We have podcasts on the Martingale theory. I use Martingale theory all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But like with that being said, I'm, I'm rarely going to take a boost um, unless it's a bet I originally liked, right. which that's, that's one thing I can get better on is sometimes I'll find a bet that I like and then i go back later and it's like oh that was boosted i could have take that as a boost for better value yeah. so i would say i would say check the boosts first when you hit the app just to make sure like something you like later on isn't you can't get for better value so i like checking the boost first making sure like okay if i do like any of these things when i'm when i'm betting later then i'll know that there's a boost available for it yeah. but typically i avoid the boost and i think you nailed it spot on the head i mean the boost doesn't make it any more likely. You got to remember that it does not make the bet any more likely. It just increases the value. So, uh, yeah, be cautious. Um, and if you if you ride with my martingales, then we are fans of the boost. But yes, definitely be cautious.
0: Absolutely. All right, Diz. Um, anything else from you before we uh, wrap up this topic?
1: Um, I, I actually kind of wanted your thoughts. Uh, as 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 beginner gamblers, specifically on Fanduel, what I've seen is they put popular same game parlays at the very top of the app when you first open it. Yep. Have you seen that? What are your thoughts there? Is is that is that something that's it almost feels like a trap to you? Um, is it something you like seeing because so many people have bet it? Like, where do you stand with those? I just as a beginning gambler, that's something. I I would think if I first got into the app, I'd be like, oh, 20,000 people bet on this. Let's put a dollar on that. like Where do you you stand with those?
0: So a couple things. So first off, I, I don't mind it. I do like seeing what other people are betting on because a lot of times, unless you're following certain people on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you're not seeing what a bunch of people are betting on. And we're big on bet together, win together, right?
1: Absolutely. Slogan to the pot.
0: Right. now. But I, I do caution you because I also like to fade the public quite a bit. And so, um, you know, I kind of treat it like a boost. If it's something that intrigues me, something that maybe is something I would look into, then I will go and evaluate those legs of those parlays and see if there's a chance or if I agree with it. Um, especially if it's maybe not necessarily a popular one or one that I didn't necessarily think of at first. And maybe I even make a spin off of it. Um, I don't – other than uh, when Pat McAfee would do his um, same-game parlays, um, a lot of times I wouldn't even look at those or consider those. But you can treat them like those boosts and just kind of evaluate them on their own merit, not based on the fact that everyone and their mother is going to take them. Because a lot of times FanDuel makes money on those, right? They know what they're doing by putting those most bet out there because people like to bet what other people are doing. and A lot of people – realize that a lot of people are smarter than they are or maybe have a different angle than they do. So if a lot of people are betting on it, then your initial reaction is I should bet on that too, because a lot of people are on it. And if a lot of people are on it, then they're probably all right. But I would just say you got to be cautious with that as
1: well. Yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I would just simply add um, a lot of them are obviously involved like player props and yardage props or Mm -hmm. points, props, whatever, rebounds, whatever the case may be. Yep when you're not patty props and you don't really know how to research those kind of things, I would say the tiebreaker on if you really want to take it, or if you like how many people have taken it, I would say don't bet on it. If you're not going to watch it. Um, The best part about gambling is that at least in my opinion, is that it makes sports more fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I got into gambling, all I really cared about were my teams Mm -hmm. and, uh, what gambling does is it opens you up. It 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 makes you watch sporting events you wouldn't normally watch. It makes Correct. you care about sporting events you wouldn't normally watch. So, like if the Phoenix Suns, if there's like five five uh, outcomes that I love and it's a it's a popular parlay, and hey, I'm not doing anything at eight o'clock tonight. Let's watch the second half of the Suns game. Then yeah, maybe go ahead and throw a unit on that bet because worst case scenario, you're dialed into that sporting event that you wouldn't have cared about beforehand. So. I would say, don't bet it if you're not gonna watch it. That's a big rule of mine starting out as well. That was just gonna be my last point we hadn't touched on, and I guess my own question answered it for me. but uh, try to stick to stuff you're watching try to try to bet on stuff you're watching it makes it it makes it so much more fun and uh yeah, that's really all I got
0: yeah absolutely and and you're absolutely right like i I've watched more hockey this year. Than like ever before, and I've tried watching hockey before, and I just never could get into it. But now, now that there's money on the line, it's it's one of my favorite sports to watch. All right, Diz, we kind of already touched on it, but we'll review the Dumbest Dummy competition for December. Um, I finished down six point nine four units, all time collapse by your boy here. Uh, Connor finished down 3.64 units, and Diz with the victory finished up 5.08 units. So, hell of a month, Diz.
1: Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we're looking to keep the momentum rolling. I-, I need to go back in the records, but I've had, I think I've had a solid uh, three or four months. And I think at the end of November, the end of o- October, I kind of got desperate because I was behind and I went for the win. So, I fell yeah. off some units at the end of the month but honestly i've had a great couple months hoping to keep the momentum going and uh back to just me and you and the dumbest dummy pad this might be even more competitive than ever
0: yeah certainly could be um, and we are taking applications for that third host spot so any of you watching or listening just let us know absolutely <laughs> we will pay you absolutely nothing, but you will have a good time and have a obligation to do the podcast three times a week. So who, who says <laughs> yeah, no, you,
1: you don't get paid and we record at five 30 on Monday, Thursday, Friday.
0: That's right. What, what, what else could you ask for? Yeah. All right, Diz, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first on my competition bets?
1: Uh, I will go first. Now oh, I will crap. say, I need to,
0: <laughs> Now that uh, Connor isn't here, which he should be back for Thursday and Friday's episode, I think. but uh, now that he's not here, I need to keep track of all of these things.
1: Oh, of like the values and whatnot.
0: Yeah, because I always ask you, and you're usually late on it, But if I can keep track of it off the go, then maybe we'll be all right.
1: Um, I had two bets Pat I may ha- I may have you to I may need you to confirm this for me. Okay. I had two bets, but I think one of them is void because of COVID. So my first one uh, is a Martingale. Actually, we were talking about be careful with boost, but this is a Martingale. It went from minus 120 odds to plus 100. So I'm getting even money value, $5 to win $5. It is the first round of my Martingale picks. Uh, It is Purdue, Oregon, and Iowa all to win in college basketball tonight. But it said all three teams must play tonight.
0: Yeah. I- so that
1: that kind of sussed me out. Did one of these games get canceled? Yes. Well, sweet ass. Okay. Uh, I guess that's void then. Yep. Um, I guess I only have one. I guess that's not a bad thing. I'm I'm very confident about this. Almost felt like it too good to be true. So maybe you'll talk me. Talk me out of this one, but it's my only bet at this point, so I'm gonna keep it. I got Rangers money line against the Oilers tonight. I believe this is the only hockey game tonight. Am I right there? That is correct. I just I was loving this. Rangers are at home. They're a twenty-one win team. Uh definitely above average team in the NHL. I could not believe they were underdogs. Taking them strictly on the value pick here, Pat. Where am I wrong?
0: You are not wrong. So both me and Connor hammered the Rangers tonight. Now Here's here's the tail of the tape, okay? Both teams starting backup goalies, because I believe both teams played last night. Um, But the Rangers' backup goalie has better numbers than the Lightning's backup goalie, okay? Or not the Lightning, the Oilers, sorry, my apologies. So, advantage Rangers in goal, right? Um, The Oilers win all the offensive stats, but I don't pay that much attention to that. So I think that's why the Oilers are favored, is because of their offensive stats. But um, the Oilers. Even on the road? What?
1: Even on the road?
0: Yeah, well, I don't. When I look at these offensive stats, they don't have like a home versus away offensive stats, if you will. Um, The site I use, which is oddshark.com, if you don't know already, oddshark.com is a very uh, easy tool. I like it a lot. It gives you stats, it gives you trends. Um, but I use it a lot for the NHL um, because it's one of the few sites that has NHL stats and information on it. But uh, so the the Oilers uh, average more goals a game. They have more shots per game and they have better power play slash penalty kill percentage than the Rangers, okay? Now, however, the Rangers are nine, three and two at home. And the Oilers are 8-6-2 and two on the road. So advantage Rangers as far as home versus away record. And then the Oilers are 2-9 and nine straight up in their last 11. And the Rangers are 14-6 and six straight up in their last 20. So two teams kind of going in opposite directions. I like the goalkeeper better for the Rangers, so I absolutely love the Rangers' money line at home getting plus value against the Oilers tonight.
1: Absolutely, I love that reassurance. <laughs> but that worries me in the competition because if you have this too and another bet, uh, then I, I guess I well never mind. I guess you could fall off if you lose your other bets. But I'm not gaining any ground per se with that bet. But hey, bet together, win together. Glad we're all feeling good about that.
0: So I don't have this as one of my competition bets, but I do think we should use that as a group best bet.
1: Absolutely, I was going to suggest that as well.
0: So we'll we'll get there when we get there. But uh, for my competition bets, and I was talking to Connor about this earlier, Diz, um, in, in these dumbest dummy picks, I started out really hot. I hit some good ones early. I fell way off and then kind of came back a little bit there at the end. But the thing I was most consistent with hitting at the end of last month was the player props. So I have five Patty player props for you tonight, Diz. Hit me. This first one is Seth Curry, not Steph, Seth Curry over 3.5 assists at minus 140. He has hit this in 9 of his last 10 games. He's averaging 5.4 over his last 10 and 6.4 over his last 5. And the Rockets rank 18th in assists allowed and 30th in point guard defense. And Diz, to answer your question, because I know it's coming as to why this is so low of a line, well, that is because over the full ser- season, he has averaged 3.5 assists per game. So, yes, I do think that sometimes books will take a night off. And with this one, they just said, Seth Curry assists. What's his season average? Boom. We'll stick that line right on there. All right. Now, my second one, I have Kyle Kuzma over 18.5 points at minus 108. He has hit this in five of his last seven without Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie is obviously out tonight. And Charlotte comes in ranked 30th in points allowed. So I really love this one as well. Um, My next one is Nikola Vucevic, over 29.5 points plus rebounds at minus 104. He has hit this in eight of his last ten, and he is averaging 34.4 in his last five. And of course, our lovely Magic that we always love to bet against, especially in these player props, they rank 25th in points allowed and 22nd in rebounds allowed. So a very favorable matchup for the Bulls there. Um, And then Drew Holiday, over 26.5 points plus assists at minus 108. He also has hit this in 8 of his last 10. He is averaging 27.6 in his last 5 and 30.3 in his last 10. And the Pistons ranked 21st in points allowed, 23rd in assists allowed, and 27th in shooting guard defense. And then my final player prop, I have Bojan Bogdanovich over 17.5 points at minus 108. Again, hitting eight of his last 10. We're seeing a theme here. He's averaging 20.6 over his last five, and the Pelicans ranked 22nd in points allowed.
1: Diz, are you there, or did we lose you? I'm here. I'm just taking it all in. I'm loving it. Yeah, and I was surprised. Big, I was able big to get... Bogdanovich guy. Big Bogdanovich guy. He was, he was my favorite uh, Pacers player for a while. Is that the right Bogdanovich? I know there's a few. It is the right
0: Bogdanovich, yes.
1: Was, was a big fan of Bogdanovich. Guy's an absolute sharpshooter. Know nothing about him. I don't even know who he plays for. Who does he play for? He plays for the Utah Jazz. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm loving it. I might take that just because I like my boy Bogdan.
0: I was just shocked I could get most of these at less than minus one ten value.
1: Um, I was surprised as that as well. You, or any of the, which one of these? Uh, which one of these do you like the most? We can stick in the group picks if you want. Uh, two, two,
0: two, two, two. Let, let me let me think on it. Okay, I'll I'll have it for you. We might go Bogdanovich just because he's your boy and he's a former pacer, and we like him to do well. I just don't know if there's one that I like more than the others. Maybe Vucevic, but uh, anyways, let's move on to those group best bets. Is um, so as a group, we finished plus two point four two units in December. Love so that. that's actually back-to-back months of positive units for the group. So in November, we finished like less than a unit positive, but we were positive. So we do have back-to-back months of positive group.
1: Uh, bets love that patty before we dive in uh what did we settle for our goal for group best bets units i know you wanted over a hundred i thought personally i thought that was a little unrealistic i suggested every month positive do we want to do like every month positive and like every month or like a total uh as like maybe 36 or something. So try to get three each month. Some months are better than others. We just average three per month. Yeah, I can live with that. I see. I say we try to go 36 units throughout the entire year as a whole. And uh, I guess the reason I want to do that is I want to ride every single group best bet for the year and see how much we finish. Because I think collectively as a unit, me and you, our minds put together, and uh, if we get someone else on the pod, their mind as well. Just bet together, win together. See how much I can profit. Cause I, I, I truly think we're on a spot where, like, we're gonna consistently get winners and consistently work together, and uh, hopefully grow the bankroll. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I no qualms. So maybe, me. maybe, maybe instead of that, maybe at the end of the month, I'll give a report of like, obviously we were up like let's say four units, Mm -hmm. but I put a $5 bet on every single group bet and I am up this much money this month. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, maybe putting it in that, uh, maybe putting it in that dollar amount makes it easier for others to understand and just get a number to it, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's easy, right? Because my units $1. So it's always like, you know, super easy for me to calculate, but yeah, for someone that was like a $5 better, it'd be cool for them to see, where they would have been if they would have rode with us. Absolutely. All right, so group best bets, let's do Rangers money line plus 100. I don't know if that line's
1: still there, but it was last I checked. Um, I, I got plus 104. Is, this, is it even money now? Um, let's see. Not that that makes a huge difference, but... Makes a world of difference. I mean, it's what two cents on a five dollar bet?
0: Yeah, it's at plus one hundred five. So look at that.
1: Oh, sheeesh.
0: <laughs> okay, so Rangers minus one at plus one hundred five. Let's. I want to see where this bug Donovich uh, over is at. <laughs> Player points over seventeen and a half. What I had it at, it is now minus 110, so unfortunately it has moved a little bit, but I still think that's, that's our go-to, Diz. Hey. Do you have another one? I have another one in mind, but I'm, I'll, I'll leave the floor I, open if you would like it.
1: I haven't done the research. I think it's a gross game, but I wanted your thoughts on uh, Steelers to cover the points tonight.
0: That is a gross game for sure. I don't feel comfortable enough, uh, given that a best bet. I will tell you this, and we can talk about it since it is tonight. Um, it is Big Ben's last last ride at Heinz Field. Last home game as a Steeler. Um,
1: that was the only reason. That was the only reason yeah, I had.
0: Yeah, and, and, and people, I'll be honest with you, people are betting insane stats and numbers for Big Ben but who's to say that the Browns don't annihilate him and he does absolutely terrible and the Browns dog walk the Steelers at home? Because let's uh, be honest, Big Ben probably should have retired like three years ago.
1: That's true. That's true. I will not deny that. But uh, there's I don't know. It's Steelers minus two and
0: a half, yeah? It is Steelers minus two and a half. And earlier it was – Earlier in the week, it was like Steelers plus three and a half. So I don't know what changed other than maybe just Ben saying it's his final ride
1: at Heinz and people
0: are jumping on that sentiment.
1: With two and a half, is the money line for Pittsburgh within our range?
0: It is just barely in our range. It is minus
1: 148. Uh, Does that make you less at – less sketch that we could just do money line and they don't have to cover two and a half. I know that's to be honest. I don't know. No, No, it does. not Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. All right. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I just, big Ben's last home game. I just, I thought there was a, there was an emotional play, but anyways, I I, agree with not taking it. It's a gross football game. I'm not going to watch it.
0: Well, and I agree with you. I, there's enough sentiment there that we could probably take it, but just as far as a group best bet, and especially when we just got on how we want to have a positive month, and we want to you know, <laughs> be plus three units, I'm not willing to throw a unit on that as it's just a sentiment, like good feelings pick, especially in a division matchup where the Browns are going to be hungry and all this other stuff. So I'll, I'll tell you what I like, Diz, and I'll tell you I like it a lot. Um, the Hawks minus five versus the Trailblazers. And let me let me try to sell you on this, okay? Okay. So it's, it's real simple to me the trailblazers are without two if not more of their best players tonight and this is this is one of those teams where if the best player is out i immediately fade them and i cannot believe that this line is only 5 points
1: is this is this like dame or cj McCollum?
0: they're both out tonight
1: that's bizarre.
0: Also, their starting center for the Portland Trailblazers, our boy Nurkic, you remember Joseph Nurkic? Of course. He's out tonight. So What's the catch? I mean, the, Trailblazers, or the Hawks are without a couple of their players as well, but the Hawks still have Trey Young. They still have Clint Capella. They have Reddish. The Hawks are actually on the back end of the whole COVID deal. Um, I think the reason maybe it's not – as a big of a line as i would expect is maybe because the hawks aren't a great team on the road uh, let me let me pull this up on odd shark real quick but i'll tell you i'll give you a little tease here Diz. i actually took when i saw that dame was out and mccollum was out tonight i actually took the hawks to win by more than 31 points
1: jeez
0: Am I crazy for taking that? Absolutely. But one of these times, it'll hit, and I will be a rich man. Not really rich. The odds aren't good enough to make you rich, but I did put two of these bets in tonight and parlayed them together, and if they hit, then I'll be rich. But uh, So the Hawks away ATS are 7-11, but Portland at home is 9-11, and that's with C.J. McCollum, Dame, and Nurkic. So I really like the Hawks uh, to cover the five points tonight.
1: I'll ride that. You sold me. Good deal. I think that's a solid three.
0: I agree. Let me put these bets in. Wait, why did the Hawks game just get suspended? What? I literally was going to put in the bet, and it got suspended. Hold on.
1: COVID or something?
0: I hope not. That'd be a real bummer. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. Maybe they canceled that game, or maybe... Uh, they finally are adjusting the Hawks' line to where it should be, which would be a real bummer. All right, Diz. Hail Mary kind of multi-sport parlay of the day. It is 11 legs. It is $1. And I'll tell you right now, we got 10 NBA spreads, then we got the one NHL game tonight.
1: Uh, Let's go $1 to win... 1100
0: Very close, very close. $1 to win, $1,264.98. Sheesh! Okay. <laughs> and I think part of that's because of the plus value on the Rangers' money line versus the Oilers. I'll go ahead and knock that out of the way. We already talked about that one. So I got the Rangers' money line versus the Oilers in the NHL, and the rest of these are NBA. Um, I got Hornets plus two versus the Wizards, Rockets plus 13 versus 76ers, Grizzlies plus six and a half versus the Nets, Bulls minus minus thirteen and a half versus the Magic, Jazz, minus 9.5 versus the Pelicans. Bucks, minus 16 versus the Pistons. Mavericks, minus 4 versus the Nuggets. Hawks, minus 5.5 versus the Trailblazers. Uh, Warriors, minus 11 versus the Heat. And Timberwolves, plus 3.5 versus the Clippers. Bang. All right, Diz, anything you need to get off your chest before we uh, call it a Monday?
1: I do just want to hype everyone for this Football Friday. Um, I, in, in the past, in a past life, no, actually in this life, but in the past, I have made so much money on the last week of the NFL season. Um, I am juiced about some of these lines that are already out. Obviously, some of the games are gross, and I'm not going to bet on those games. I'm going to bet on the games that matter. Uh, I, I, I'm, just, I'm teasing this out right now. This is going to be one of the best Football Fridays we've ever had.
0: So on top of that, that should be Connor's last podcast episode at least for like a few months. So we're going to give him the proper send-off. We'll probably give him all of his uh, introductory names for that podcast.
1: Uh, Oh, shoot. I got to come up with those. Yeah, I'll email you a list of about 30. I need you to just rattle them off.
0: You got it. Um, So we will have that, and yes, it is the – I mean it's probably the final football Friday of the year, right? we won't do football. No way. Either. No way. Well, in, in the sense that we will talk about our favorite, favorite underdog over and under, because when we get to the playoffs, we're just going to talk about every single playoff game. We're not going to single out just the ones we like.
1: I would, I would, I would say at least early rounds when there's enough games, I think we keep doing favorite, favorite underdog over and under. Um, and then just talk about all the games like we do now. And we'll do a deeper dive into each game. Cause there's less games. But I still think we should go into favorite, favorite, underdog, over and under while we can, I would say.
0: Okay, so I was mistaken, but that's okay. It's...
1: <laughs> I mean, I we can talk about that. I didn't want to, like, just make that call myself, but I, I figured we might as well go into it.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so... Football Friday this Friday. Make sure you join us. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBet by Dumb. You can also find us on YouTube. Search for Sports Betting by Dummies in the YouTube chat. Filter by channel. You should see the yellow and black logo. You can't miss it. And we are trying to get up to a hundred subscribers on there. That is one of our goals for this year. This year we need to start off with a bang. So tell your friends, tell your family, you know, all that good stuff. Even if they just subscribe and never listen to it, that's fine. We're just looking to get those numbers up. So, Um, Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you have a nice, profitable start to the week. We'll see you all on Thursday.